1: Oh, that just kept going for a second. I don't understand why. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. It is our Thursday show once again, and we're going to go nice and fast. Somebody got a window open? Because it's not me.
0: A window open? No.
1: Yeah. Okay, because you guys don't hear an echo? I hear an echo on you, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, anyway. So that just took care of that one. All right, we're gonna be uh really quick tonight because we got a great show for you guys. First, starting off with Mr. John Fokowski.
2: Wait, Billy Joe up soon. September's about to end,
1: <laughs> and of course, uh, a guy who was very busy everywhere, Mr. Anthony Larocco.
0: Yeah, well, it was uh, nice, it's nice to have uh, hockey starting real soon. I mean, if you count preseason, technically already started, but I'm ready for the real deal. Not that much longer.
1: As as am I. I am very much looking forward to the real deal. And also, quick story, everybody, about um, almost a year ago, about 11 months, I had a conversation with a girl about going to a Ranger game. And uh, it was where Chris Kreider scored in overtime. And I'm proud to announce that. I have proposed to Maria, and we're going to be getting married next year uh, on November 9th. And yeah,
0: let's yeah. go! Congrats!
1: Yeah, congrats. It's, congratulations! Uh, it's kind of been news that slipped out a little bit uh, over the last couple weeks, <laughs> but we definitely want to. We wanted to wait to announce for everybody else. Well, Good for you. we got a lot to cover because Aki is back, everybody! Thank goodness. Don't forget, Big Apple Hockey trucker hats are available. We also have some shirts. You can check them out at the eBay Store as the lovely Phil is wearing a display for you right there. And we're in the A Block, which is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code Big Apple Hockey, $20 off your first order. And also look for my blog that's coming out as early as tomorrow. Questions I have for the Metropolitan Division. So, Phil, let me start with you. We've had a couple of preseason games. For both the Rangers and the Islanders, and the Rangers gonna have one at seven o'clock tonight. What uh well, what position battles? Well, that's the wrong one. Uh what positives can you take for each team so far?
2: For the Rangers, I would say um they're they're I, I it's it's tough to judge this off of a game in which the Islanders were I mean, they were playing some of their big guys. The Rangers were also playing some of their big guys, so it's tough to really judge this. But the Rangers, the Rangers top guys looked good. Adam Fox looked good. Chris Kreider looked good. Um, Keandre Miller was phenomenal. Jacob Trueba was actually really good too. Um, Igor Sisterkin, although not tested overly, was still pretty good when he had to be. Um I I liked what I saw from Brennan Hoffman and Capo and Kako. I, I think they looked great. Uh, especially with Capo Capo coming out right away, scoring that early goal against the Islanders seconds into that game. Uh, I was very happy with that. Brendan Hoffman looks like he belongs to the NHL. I mean, he looked this way uh, last preseason, but I think he looked even better than he did um, the year before. Uh, Matt Rempe and Adam Edstrom looked really good. Uh, I think for guys their size, they actually skate surprisingly well. Um you know, uh, Tyler Pitlick looked really good in, in a fourth-line role, like a, a bottom-six role, I should say. So I, I'm, I'm very happy with what I've seen from those guys. Vinny, uh, Vinny Trostrick and Chris Kreider looked, well, uh, looked pretty good. But overall, I think the Rangers played a lot better in that game than they did against Boston. So um, there's definitely some positives to take for the Rangers. Um, I'll let Anthony take care of the Islanders.
1: Anthony, what do you think? What are the positives you would take for the Islanders? Um, I mean, I I thought, honestly,
0: for for me, the biggest thing with preseason is, uh, you know, I'm looking at the young guys like, you know, like, you know, Brock Nelson played and in that game, but a lot of the veterans kind of really just, you know, mail it in, try not to get hurt. Um, I don't really put too much stock into the overall team, um, performance for me. It's about watching the young guys, like I said, so, um, in that Ranger game, uh, I liked Arno Durando. Um, he moved well. He scored a goal. Um, he got a cup of tea last year with the Islanders, four games he played. Um, Bridgeport last year, I think he had over 50 points, so he had a breakout year in Bridgeport. But um, I like the way he looked. He was quick. He kept the game simple. Um, Dufour also scored that game, a fortuitous bounce. Um, his, his first couple of strides he worked really hard on this summer, um, and I was able to tell he looked like he was a better skater out there, which is what you want to see. Um, and then the other guy was Matthew Maggio, uh, OHL player of the year last year, um, late round pick of the Isles a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he early in camp, Lane Lambert said that he brought a lot of speed and skill. Um, when I was watching him play, you could see that he, he a fast skater. Uh, he moved the puck. Um, and what I liked um, personally out of him for a smaller guy, offensive guy, is he showed some toughness there. He, he broke his nose earlier in the game. Um, you know, Bridger's nose was all cut up. Uh, and then there was the Trocek knee that he got him with that, you know, banged him up a little bit. And, you know, he, he, he after the game, he basically said something to the extent of, you know, just kind of rub some salt in it. And, you know, he wanted to keep going. So I like I like that mentality um, of a young player, especially of the style of hockey he plays. Um, overall though, I didn't, I didn't really take much out of the game. Um, even last night they played, they played Philly. They won two, one, um, you know, Barzell Horvath, Barzell and Horvat skated well. Um, the, the period and half Sorokin was in there. You know, he looked, he looked good, but, um, so they're you like, know, again, not, not, nothing crazy uh, for me. It's just about watching the young guys and see how they do.
1: Yeah. Cause veterans tend to ramp it up. Like later on in camp, they don't go. Right away, although I do have to say, uh, the goal I know the fortuitous bounce, but he basically released it quick and and scored. That well, was that, a way, yeah, story.
0: that's that's his biggest asset. There's a his, his shot is already a you know elite NHL level shot, he, he he could really let it go. Um, and that's what you saw there, but for him, the skating was a big thing, and I, I did see an improvement there, so I was happy about that. <laughs>
1: And of course, by the way, I just have to say that I don't exactly break news the best way, as uh there is a face bomb from my lovely wife today. That's coming right there. Um guys, so uh,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh I, I yeah. actually got that message from Core uh that was on uh Twitter oh. X about how big Apple hockey's going a little bit crazy. Yeah, well Anthony Julian Goce scored uh that means he's going to make the team, right? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, I, Honestly, I don't think you have to he, worry about
0: he might, he might I think he has a, he has a shot at making the team. Um you know, so we'll see how he, you know, plays out the rest of the preseason games and stuff, but he does have wheels. Um he does yeah. have wheels. That that's for sure. Uh actually, you know what? I was obscure stat, but I saw the NHL on, on it was the NHL on Facebook actually the other day. They were they had these stats about um Basically, fast skaters and how many guys had X amount of 22 mile per hour bursts during the season. Julian Gauthier was fourth. He was fourth with like, he had like 30 or 40 something, 22 22 or more miles per hour bursts last season. There's only three guys ahead of him, which was, I thought was, I would have never thought that. I just thought that was funny when I saw it.
1: Oh, that's great. Can you ever finish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's he, has, he has
2: trouble. He has trouble hitting water when being thrown out of a boat. So yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, And I gotta agree with that one. And for the for the Rangers, by the way, uh, my my positive is Brendan and I thought he looked great the other night, and really looks like he belongs in the NHL. Is he gonna be there? We're gonna be talking about him at Bar Talk. So, guys, what concerns do you have? And let me start with my two concerns, Phil. before I throw it over to you. Uh, for the New York Rangers, Jonathan Quick did not look good the other night. And we might be looking at another uh, Yaroslav Halak situation for the New York Rangers, where it, it's going to be a slow start until Ben Wallace figures him out. And the other one is, look at, on an AHL roster that was out there, an AHL goaltender, Alexei Lafreniere definitely did not throw any fear in anybody. Your thoughts.
2: The Lafreniere looked all right. Um, I I would definitely want a little more out of him. I didn't think Quick looked great. Um, Blake Wheeler looks really slow. Um, I know that I got a lot of heat on Twitter for saying, oh, well, you can't expect Blake Wheeler to be fast in game two of the preseason. I'm not expecting him to be fast, but I'm also not expecting him to be like Milan Lucic level slow. So, um the, the leg speed at his age and the way that he's been declining over the last few years is definitely a concern to me. So I, I, I want to see more out of Blake Wheeler. Yes, he got a nice goal. Um, it was off of a really nice pass from Jake LeCision, who's not really known for doing that. I think he kind of got lucky with that little spin move there. But um, I, I, Blake Wheeler is definitely a concern to me. Um, Mika Zibanej and Artemi Panarin's injuries – their day to day but it's kind of concerning that they're injured this early and uh I guess the overall frequency of injuries right now um you know with obviously with the whole thing with Jim Ramsey not being with the team anymore so I don't know we're uh we're looking at some uh, possible injury issues going forward this season maybe things are addressed differently but I I I do think that they will need to uh they definitely need to stay healthy, of course. But Jonathan Quick and Blake Wheeler really got to get things going.
1: And uh, I'll give them a little bit more leeway because they're the vets. By the way, I've often said this. If you know the name of an official or a trainer, it's because they're doing a great job or a terrible job. Anthony, you were kind of alluding to this earlier. Do you really have any concerns so far? No, no concerns for the Islanders right lot. now in any way.
0: Right. I mean, Semyon Varlamov obviously didn't didn't look good in, in the in that game. But again, it's 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 one preseason game. I mean, I I, I put zero stock into how he played. Um, you know, they were sloppy at times. But I mean, I, nothing to the level that I could call a concern. Um, I will say though, one concern I do have is so Kyle Palmieri. Um, we don't know last year he missed a bunch of time. Um, he hasn't participated in training camp yet, uh, and he's, you know, uh, they're just basically saying he's, he's day-to-day, kind of skated on his own. But this is a guy we talked about, need, you know, he needs to stay healthy. You know, he had 16 goals in 52 games last year, which is actually pretty good output for, you know, the amount of games he played in. But, um, you know, they, they need him on the ice. And, you know, the fact that he's kind of injured already or banged up concerns me a little bit. But, um, you know, aside from that, uh, that's really about it.
1: All right. Well, guys, that is uh, all we got to say about these two preseason games. There's obviously going to be a third one. The New York Rangers coming up tonight and tomorrow night. But uh, let's go on and we're going to do some power rankings right now. Ah! Welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Power Rankings, where we're going to be ranking our Stanley Cup contenders, and it's going to go according to that man down there below, Mr. One Anthony second. Morocco. And there he goes. He is gone. And uh,
2: uh, I- <laughs> yes, there he I'm was.
1: life. probably thought I was a jerk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> Anthony, starting at number five, who do you have at number five?
0: Uh, I got to refresh. Oh, so I have the Edmonton Oilers at number five. Um, you know, this is a team I, I know they didn't really tinker too much with the roster in the offseason. You know, they, they signed Connor Brown, who was, you know, a little bit of a reclamation project coming off of an injury last year. Um, they hope that maybe he catch fire. Um, other than that, I mean, they didn't again, they, they didn't really make many changes to the roster. Uh, I think they're relying on the progression of Evan Bouchard take the next step, had a fabulous year last year. Um, Nugent Hopkins. I don't think he gets the hundred point mark again, but um, you know he he certainly is a big piece to the pie. However, we all know who they're carried by. It's Drysdale and McDavid. Um, you know these two guys are for my money that you know the two best players in the world. Um, and you know they're just going to do do their thing. You know they're going to play over a hundred points. Um, you know they're like I said they're going to really make the Oilers go throughout the year. Um, and I think that's enough for them to you know to basically finish at the top of the Pacific uh, where they were last year, close to it. Um, And as long as they can get, you know, good goaltending, which, you know, for a rookie, Stuart Skinner actually had a pretty good year. I think he's certainly the guy over Jack Campbell. I really don't trust him. Um, But, yes, their roster is a little bit flawed. But I think when you have those two guys and they're determined, they're hungry, they want to take the next step, I I think, um, for me, uh, they're the number fifth best team right now in my eyes. All right, going into number four. Uh, so number four, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the team that kind of consistently fails everybody year after year. Um, but this is a team, though, I, I like what they did in the offseason. They added Tyler Bertuzzi um, and Max Domi, two hard-nosed players that could also obviously score as well. Um, I like how they did that, you know, because for the longest time, they've really lacked, you know, grit that could score. And now they, these two guys are gritty. They're not afraid to mix it up, and they produce points. So I think for them that's big. adds a little bit of an element to their game. Um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly left, I, I know that, but he wasn't there for that long of a time. So I don't really think he's like a huge loss. So I think, you know, with um, Domi and Bertuzzi coming in, that's a win there. And then, of course, you have their core four, you know, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander. Um, similar to it in Edmonton, Drysdale, McDavid, those guys are going to carry the weight um Zach Hyman you know is I don't think he's as good as he is without playing with top line players but nonetheless he's there he's going to be in that role so you know he's going to produce for him um that's, he's on the Oilers I don't know why I was just talking I went back to the Oilers there for a minute <laughs> um,
2: oh, he was but, a Maple Leafs. yeah
0: um yeah I was talking about the Oilers and then I'm like I'm, I'm right past the Oilers now Maple Leafs um no but I, I like you know at least during the regular season I think this is the year that you know they're going to be the class of that division. We all saw what happened with Vasilevsky. Uh, Boston, I think, is going to take a step back or two. So I think Toronto is going to honestly cruise. Yeah, I think Toronto is going to cruise to a division title here in the Atlantic. Um, and again, I, I like the overall depth of what they did with their team this summer. So um, I don't, I don't think they're going to go all the way and win it. But I, I think they're a legitimate contender. Unfortunately, that pains me to say that. Obviously, as you know, it's no.
1: All right, Co- coming into number three, you have.
0: Colorado Avalanche. Um, I like, I like the sneaky good signing they had late in the season with Tomas Tatar. I think that was much needed, much needed scoring depth. Um, and again, you know Nathan McKinnon, Mika Rantanen, uh, Cal McCarr, Devon Taves. These are all world class players. Um, you know Darcy Kemper. You know he had okay last year in Colorado. Um, you know for for the most part, though, again, this is another team that's relatively the same. They didn't tinker with their roster too much. I that's, they traded Alex, Alex Newhook who was underachieving a little bit, but um, again, you know, their, their team right now, um, you know, last year we saw how they started off a little slow. I think they're going to try to come out of the gate faster here. Um, and again, I, I think this is another situation, you know, where you have Nathan McKinnon got kind of like a taste of what it's like to win. Um, and this guy's an ultra competitor is a health freak. I think he wants to be the best player in the league, the best player in the Western Conference. Um, And I think he's going to drive them to getting close, getting back to the Stanley Cup finals, or at least close to it.
1: Number two, you have the team that finished ahead of them.
0: Yes, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, And this seems to be a theme here. Again, a a team that hasn't done really a whole lot with their roster. Um, You know, they traded Riley Smith, yes. Uh, But, you know, they have basically the same cast and crew coming back. My only question with the Vegas Golden Knights, and you know, it's, it's honestly the reason why I didn't really have them at one, is when you look at their goaltending situation. You know, Aiden Hill, you could say it was a little bit of like a you know Cinderella story there. Um, before he won the cup, um, you know, he, he was you know basically a journeyman, kind of bounced around a little bit, San Jose, a couple other teams. Um, is he going to keep that level of play up to provide the Golden Knights with the kind of goaltending that he did in the playoffs? I don't know. Um, Logan Thompson's going to be coming back. You know, he was hurt last year. He's a promising young player. Um, you know, he's going to be in the fight there to carry the load. So a little bit of a question mark there on goaltending. Um, but I like their defense. I like their depth. Uh, I love Mark Stone. I mean, the guy scores and does everything else you ask him to in other areas of the ice. Um, was a great ad. They re-signed him. I like that a lot for them. Um, and you know, for me, it's about some of the younger players. Is Brendan Brisson going to come up um, and add a little bit of scoring punch to their lineup? Um, I think that's an element that they're going to be relying on because it's a team that like most teams contenders, they're really at the cap. So they need these kind of young players to come in and, you know, assimilate with the team right away. But overall, though, I, I think, you know, they're they, they have a real good chance of repeating for sure.
1: And lastly, number one, you have?
0: Yeah, the Hurricanes. This is no secret here. I mean, you've kind of been banging this drum since really, you know, kind of like the, after the draft and when the offseason started to settle in. Um, they're just, and you know, it's mostly credit to honestly, Rod Brindamore. I mean, I think when you look at their roster from top to bottom, you see some things there. We're like, oh, okay, well, is, you know, can they really go the distance? But. De Moore is such a good coach. He has them play that suffocating, that suffocating style of hockey that everyone identifies the Hurricanes with now. You hate playing against them. They don't give you much room. They're always on top of you. And as long as he's the coach and implementing these systems, um, they're going to be a successful team. And then also, of course, they do have really good players. I mean, Sebastian Ajo is fabulous. Uh, Jacob Slavin's you know, one of, if not the best shutdown defensemen in the league. Brett Pesce, Brett. who you thought maybe was going to leave, you know, he's still there. Very good defenseman. Uh, they added Dmitry Olarov, another great skater. Uh, go figure, right? Great skater adding to that <laughs> hurricane system, the way they play. Um, you know, Tara Vinen and and Svesikov, uh, you know, they, they just got a good group of players. Um, and there are teams that have better, have definitely better forward groups. I mean, New Jersey off the top of my head. Um, but just the way the Hurricanes play, how they defend, um, they're, just, they're just really, really good team. It's hard to find like, series holes in their lineup. So, um, you know, for me, I, I think my early, early prediction, they win the Cup, but uh, I've been wrong before.
1: I've, I've been wrong a lot of times. It's called the rest of my life. Bill, <laughs> we're going to go look at our picks as well on this. I want go with what yours is. Uh, both of us have the Golden Knights as number one. Anthony omitted the Dallas Stars completely. We're going to get into that one in a second. And I have the Devils on there. And, Phil, you have the Oilers on instead. Phil, let me go with you. Why are the Vegas Golden Knights number one?
2: They're defending champs. Until somebody knocks them off, they're, they're the team. That, that's what happens. And they didn't really lose anything. They didn't add, but they didn't lose. And when you have a winning culture, you have it in place. I mean, we've seen it. Like A lot of the times, these teams that win – They're very, very, very strong teams. Now, as the season unfolds, obviously, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, look, Detroit, 97-98, and back-to-back champs. Pittsburgh, 2016-2017, back-to-back champs. Tampa Bay, 2020-2021, back-to-back champs. When you have that perfect balance and you're able to keep it and you're able to not lose pieces from it, makes it a lot easier to win. And then I just don't get how you could leave Dallas off with that forward group. That forward group might be the best forward group in the NHL as we speak. They just added, and, and just think about the guys that they have already in, in Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson, um, you know, Jamie Ben having a resurgent season. Tyler Sagan I know needs to come back, needs to play more like himself. You got guys like Mason Marchment too. Joe Pavelski, who just doesn't seem to age for whatever reason, and then Wyatt Johnston, who had a great rookie year, was up for the Calder, and then you added to that Matthew Shane, Evgeny Dadonov, and Craig Smith. Just it, you added a guy that's like been a point per game player, Matthew Shane to that. You add Dadonov, who could give you anywhere from fifty to seventy points and then you, you you add Craig Smith on top of that who could give you 40 to 50 points and and 20 plus goals on top of that. So uh, to me that forward group is great. If you want to look at their defense and say that their defense might be a problem, okay, I'll, I'll entertain that to a point. But now you got Miro Haskinen, who's who's a Norse level defenseman. I mean, he'll eventually win one. Uh, you, you know, Thomas Harley looked pretty good down the stretch last year. Joel Hanley is a decent de- depth option. Ryan Suter, I know, is aging and declining. And Essa Lindell is going to give you solid minutes on your second pairing. But, uh, yeah, if you want to say they could use another legitimate top four defenseman or top two, okay, I'll entertain that. But they still have one of the best goalies in the league in Jake Ottinger. Top five to ten goalie in the league, in my opinion. But, I mean, Jake, if you're talking about – I, I, I hope We're, you're not talking about Dallas here. I'd assume this is probably about Carolina, which I or I, I, maybe I, even New, New Jersey. But New they, Jersey even too, definitely applies to it. even that it, applies to it as well. Even
0: that's even that that's wrong though. I mean, Aiden Hill won the cup. He's an average goalie. Darcy Kemper won the cup. Average goalie. So the what he's saying here is is. Yeah, the the proof there is the total opposite of what he's saying. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know who it's about. The, what team specifically? I'm assuming but, and he then said this
2: that Rod is a hoax. Uh, Rod is a hoax. It's about Carolina, but I, I mean, I, Rod, I think him.
1: what he's getting at with Rod Brindamore, guys, is that he's just not able to get the job done or hasn't In been to.
2: Yeah, where he, I mean, he's gotten out coached by Gallant. He's gotten out coached by Paul Maurice. Funny enough, former Carolina coach, former um, his coach. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy to think about too. So, I mean, maybe that's why Maurice had the edge on him because he know Maurice knows a lot about Brindamore. But, um, I, I, I gotta say, Dallas to me is 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 just as good as almost any team in the league, and I think they're gonna add a defenseman come the deadline, and that team is just gonna be absolutely deadly when they add that defenseman. My
0: my only my only question my only question mark with Dallas was that you have a couple play, like Ben for a couple of years, was not the Jamie Ben we know. He was downright bad. Last year, you know, he rebounded. Similar case with Sagan. So, I don't – You know, it's not a guarantee you're going to get – you don't know which one of the – which one versions of those guys you're going to get.
2: You don't and have when to when What? When you added Duchesne, you don't have to. Yeah. And you added Craig Smith on top of that. And you added
1: Donald So, the depth is there. And that's what it comes down to. I, I, I get what you're saying, both of you guys on that, because, and, and of course, Pete DeBoer, I, I always get on Pete DeBoer's case, years three and four, not in case, not in year two. They're going to be totally bought in, and he's going to push a lot of the right buttons. Can you get them to a Stanley Cup final? That's what one of the questions are we're going to have to ask. i uh, going to address this one right here from Dave, who's saying, Mark, how do you have the jersey over the New York Rangers? Not trying to be a homer, but New Jersey goaltending leaves a lot to be desired. I yes, the the season, they put up great numbers. In a seven-game series and in the postseason, they're not very good. We've gone over that. Uh, right now, I, don't, I would probably have the Rangers in the 5-10 to 10 area. I didn't rank them. Uh, if, if I said the Rangers were at 9 right now, it's not even trying to be a homer. It's just I think the Rangers aren't, aren't as impressive right now as what they could be at the end if things break right, but – also, Johnny Red saying, right now you got this net and even empty netters ripping on the Rangers and the Islanders right now. More on that in the bar talk in a moment. Um, were there any teams you guys can't believe that we got in our top five really quick? Teams? Were are all- out? Yeah, like any anyone that Anthony has, anyone that I have. Like, how do I put in your Jersey? Is that what you're wondering? Or
2: uh i mean i could see why you would put new jersey in there i don't necessarily agree with it just because i don't think that they're a team that gets it done when the when it comes down to it i think come playoff time their goaltending is just going to crap out on them again because it's just not good
1: i'm concerned about the goaltending and the fact that they might have two rookie defensemen in the lineup anthony uh, honestly,
0: I, I, like, I like the Devils a lot. I mean, they, they're, they're a group of forwards, they're young fast, they play with a lot of speed. Um, and again, the goaltending, I, listen, I, I know we're blessed cause we have two of the best goaltenders in the league and, and during the regular season, you know, have a, having a goaltender like that's important. But as I was just saying, like some of the goalies that have won cups last couple of years, I don't really think it's a huge issue if the Devils' goalies are Vanacek and Schmid. I the mean, the Devils
2: aren't the Colorado Avalanche or the Tampa Bay Lightning, though.
0: No. no, no, they're they're not. But I mean, I I think you know Vanacek is average. I mean, I wouldn't say he's bad. He's not. He's not outstanding. I would say he's he's average. And Schmid is a young is a young goalie, so I really don't want to try to label him yet. I want to see what he does this year. But you never know. I mean,
2: maybe Schmid develops. Winning step. fourteen games in a row again.
0: Yeah, I mean that that might, might be true, but I think regardless, no matter how you slice it, the Devils are a very good team, and unless something, you know, went seriously wrong, I think they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Um, I'm that I'm, good bad, I'm point, confident though,
2: right in. Here. They may be they they play a faster game. They really do. The Rangers did not play a fast game under Gerard Gallant, and they're it's trying the, to under you Inter- know saw that last night. Yeah, or
1: Tuesday night rather so. All right, so guys, we are going to uh, get a quick word from DraftKings and go right into bar talk, and hopefully have you ready for seven oh five for the game. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer.
2: Let me say beer. I can't even begin to describe.
1: I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our confidence on angel topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're buying everybody around? So-so, I'll take a beer. (laughs) Oh, God, just give me a shot. Make sure you play along down in the comments below. And as always, Bar Talk is always brought to you by Drizzly. Why go to the liquor store when you can have Drizzly bring it all to you? (laughs) Liquor, beer, wine, great for parties. Have somebody else do all the work. Don't, Don't worry about doing all that. And once again, Big Apple Hockey trucker hats are available, as well as we have some shirts on there too. Filk, all things, contracts and everything else, take it all out of the way. Rangers' Brendan Altman should make the team based on his play.
2: I, I'm going to go beer just because what happens if they haven't make the team and he's playing bottom of six minutes? And you have him playing 12 minutes a night on a fourth line. He's not getting the power play opportunities he should. And he's getting limited minutes against guys, and it, it's not in great situations that would benefit his game. For me, I, I think what's going to happen is he's probably going to be one of the last cuts. He's going to go down to Hartford. I think he's going to rip it up at Hartford, and he's going to make them make a tough decision by the end of the year. so whether or not to call him up. That's why I'm going with beer. Anthony.
0: Yeah, it's it's beer. Um, again, I, I think you know you know you don't want him making the team only play five six minutes. You want him playing, in you know Hartford playing top lines and top line minutes, important minutes, power play minutes. Um, you know score a lot of goals, gain confidence. Um, and I think that's the right way to go. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna say beer here as well.
1: I'm gonna have to say beer too and make it a clean sweep. Although I do have to just say this one, guys. Having the Rangers have a first-round draft pick and putting them on the third line, that's just part for the course for the Rangers. I mean, i am going all the way back to David Quinn. So why not just why not just have them, have them play on the fifth line? Yeah, there's no fifth line. Then invent the fifth line so that way you can play on it. That's how stupid the Rangers have been the last few years with their development tactics. Anthony, this week the Empty Netters podcast was talking about how – boring the Islanders are. Oh, the Islanders are boring. La-de-da. They're boring, 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 uh, especially since Lou Amorel got there. The Islanders are better as a boring team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, what works for them when, when Trotz was there, they, people said they were boring too. Cause you know, they, they frustrated the hell out of teams. They didn't give you much, uh, once a team, did get frustrated, try to force something, made a mistake. Islanders capitalized on it, you know, and and, and scored and whatnot, and they won two one games, low scoring games. So um, the Islanders need to play to their personnel, and what Lambert feels is going to give them the best shot to win. So you know, if if playing a defensive minded system um, and you know winning low scoring games is, is boring to those guys and biz, you know. It is what it is. I, I don't care as long as you is saying it winning, you know, winning isn't boring. As long as the Islanders are winning games, I don't, I mean, I do not care what, you know, what the score is. If it's one, nothing every game, you know? Yeah. I like, you know, usually high scoring hockey is more exciting. I get that. But for me, it's all about winning and collecting points. And um, if them employing that defensive first system is going to equate to wins and points, then so be it. Call my team boring all you want, but individuality they, I mean, they have Matt Barzell is very entertaining player. You know, they got they got guys that have a lot of skill um, that get that go out there and, and show their you know talents off. But that's not the way that you know the coaching staff wants them to play. And every player on that team buys in to what the coaching staff is selling, and that's what you want to see. So I, I have no issue with it. I mean, Philip, what do you think? Be- Does it matter
1: that they're boring?
2: It's round. I mean, the yes, New exactly. Jersey Devils won three Stanley Cups by playing the most boring hockey we've ever seen in our lives. And I'm not saying the Islanders are the New Jersey Devils. Lou Lamarau obviously would like to build them with you know in that image, but you know, times are different. But again, like why why would any I don't think anyone even thinks about quotes like this within that organization, whether it's the training staff. The, the general manager, the players, the assistant coaches, anything like that, they laugh at comments like this and they just go on and they go about their business because really they, they could care. They give a rat's ass less about it. So yeah, they're, they're better when they play that way. Obviously any team that plays within a structure and plays that structure well is a better team. They're going to be well-rounded and they the the wins will come for them by sticking to it. That's what the coach's belief is. So if that's why, you know, these teams play certain ways, and the Islanders benefit from playing the way that they do. we buy round, make this an
1: easy hat trick. This is almost a layup going with what uh, Core was it here for that. Play, yeah. Because it would definitely be a layup. Uh, I do have to say this. You know what? Hey, why don't we bring back Jack Capuano and have the less, the more exciting hockey. Remember when they were blowing third period leads left and right? Oh, who cares if, they're if you're winning? Sorry, Anthony. What
0: the Doug the Doug Weight era Islanders? Or they were Doug they scored Wade a lot era. of goals, but they were they were terrible defensively, and I you know so
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the worst teams defensively in recent memory, and Barry Trotz comes in and wins the Jennings Trophy with them the next year. Yeah, let's go with that. By the way, guys, tectonic plates shifting today as Kevin Winks tweets out Andre Vasilevsky. Underwent successful back surgery and he's going to be out for eight to 10 weeks. What did he have? Oh, it's supposed to be playing. I got a brachiotomy, but I guess that didn't come through. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> that's a joke from Half baked in case if you guys remember that from years ago. Phil, uh, Vasilevsky's injury will doom the Lightning's playoff hopes.
2: I don't know if I'm ready to say doom. This the core of that team is still there without him. They still have enough star power to win games, you know, on uh, you know up front and on the back end, especially with Mikhail Sergachev really breaking out last year and finally becoming the defenseman that everyone thought he could be when he was drafted. Um, you still have Victor Hedman, who I think is a big bounce back candidate. I think he'll be healthy and rested. So I think he's going to have a really good year. I do worry about their depth on defense. And, you know, Now that guys like um, Ruda and uh, so on are gone, now it, it, you, they're looking like an exposed team. The bottom, I would say, three defensemen are guys that could easily get sent down to the AHL if things go wrong for them because they're just not that good. And their forward group after their top, six, seven guys is is pretty spotty, I would say. So uh I, I do think this is definitely gonna hurt them. I don't know if it necessarily sinks them. If, if if they don't look good though, I'll tell you right now, if they don't look good by the end of November, if like they're a bottom feeder at the end of, I would say, October, beginning of November, you could be looking at them missing the playoffs for the first time in a very long time.
1: And the fact that they traded away every single first-round draft pick they'll ever have, not a good thing. They traded
2: how much for Tanner Janot, which was just this stupid trade.
1: Oh, so that's a beer, right? Yeah, I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed it. I was going through some of the comments. Anthony, what do you think? It doom's the
0: wrong word here. Um, I'll go beer, but I'll start with the the good news for Tampa Bay within their division is. Ekblad and Montour um, aren't expected back till after Christmas. Um, It's not good for Florida. Um, You know, then you have Boston, who we all know what their issue is. They lost, you know, their two best centers. Their center depth isn't great. Chances are, Linus Olmark's not going to repeat what he did last year. You combine all that, um, you know, they're they're going to take a little bit of a step back. So that you know that that's kind of the good news there. you know the the bad news is is let's let's call a spade a spade here. You know Vasilevsky's out two months. The, right now they're, their the only goaltender is Jonas Johansson. Um, <laughs> not 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 good. Um, I read Pierre LeBrun's column today uh, uh, talking about this. He basically stated that their options are you know maybe reach out to Halak who's been skating in Boston and, and wants to play or bring back Brian Elliott. But other than that, he doesn't expect them to go out and actually. Get a big time goalie. It's either sign one of those guys or, you know, when teams try to pass their third goalie through waivers, um, next couple, you know, days and, and week, maybe pick up a guy like that. Um, but don't, whatever, how many slice it? It's not good. Joh- Johansson and, and Halak Elliott, not a good tandem. Um, you know, I think they're certainly going to struggle a little bit for sure. Um, it's just a matter of can the rest of their team. That we all know and love, the Kucherovs and Stamkos and Hedman and Point, can they really carry them to compensate for Vasilevsky's injury um, and the lack of depth? So, so, so I'll, I'll go beer here, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that you know that Tampa Bay could be fighting for the spot, whereas they're usually you know cruising the whole year and have one locked in early on.
1: Well, I'll I'll start off by saying this. The Detroit Red Wings, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Ottawa Senators just became the happiest organizations in the NHL because now there's a possibility that they the, – the chances that making the playoffs just went up exponentially. This – will it doom them? I don't know if it'll doom them. So I guess I'll go beer as well, guys. But this is bad. This is very bad because you need Vasilevsky to be there when they're not at their best. And you know, is there anybody from not from the two thousand and three draft that you just mentioned that they're going to get a thirty-eight year old goaltender? That's gonna that's gonna help them because a lock could come in and spot start, but that's about it. Brian Elliott's
2: also the same age, same draft.
1: Uh, He, I think he was a couple of picks behind a lock. Yeah, a lock was a seventh rounder. So was Elliott. Elliott was almost Mister Irrelevant. I don't know if the NHL uses that term, but still, uh, I, think yeah. he, I think he was the bottom uh the, the, the second to last pick, I think he was. By the way, speaking about guys that, that don't have contracts right now, Patrick Kane, his agent sent out a tweet or whatever it's called on X uh, and about his workouts and his recovery. Patrick Kane will sign with the team in October. Guys, I'm going to start this off and I'm going to say... I think he's going to take some more time. I think I'm going to give a shot on this. I think he's going to wait till November. I wouldn't be surprised if he waits Thanksgiving. It, that doesn't hurt him. It, teams get more money on the salary cap. And he gets to f- figure out whether or not other teams, like if the Rangers are going to be good, if the Islanders are going to be good, Detroit is now in play for him, which will be funny for him going for the Blackhawks and the Red Wings, just like that. So, uh, And, of course, Buffalo. Buffalo keeps asking about him, that's
0: no surprise. Anthony, what do you think? Not opposite mark. This is a round. I think he's signing by October. Um they on Insider Trading on TSN, they they were talking about him yesterday and they were saying that he's about a month away from, from really engaging in teams, aka, you know, picking a place to play. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, teams well not I think, I know teams have been asking for some little more information, some about his medical status and where he's really at. Uh, but I, I think he's going to be signed um, by a month from now for sure. Um, the, the intriguing thing is, which they touched on, is the cap situation. All the, the contenders are at the cap or or just below it. So um, for any team to sign him, they're going to have to move. Move salary or if they have an injury, you, you know, you face a guy in LTIR and you sign Kane, there you go. But um, you know, not many teams have more than three million dollars in cap space. I only think a handful do. Majority of them, aside from Buffalo, he probably has no interest in playing in. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, if the rumors are, it, he's still going to get you know four, five million dollars a year. I, I really wonder how a contender like the, you know, I'm just going Hurricanes or, or Rangers or whoever can can sign him because how are you going to move that much salary in season right now? So um, that's why I think there's a strong shot. He ends up in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo has $8 million of cap space. There's been a lot of speculation. They don't have to jump through hoops to make it happen. Um, I think there's a real, there's a real shot of that going down. Phil, what do you think?
2: I'm going to go beer here. I I, I don't think it's that easy. I, I think that, He's going to take some time to take a look at the teams that are going to be potentially in play. And I think he knows that some of the teams that he probably wants to go to may not have the cap space to be able to do things with him right now and get him on board. But I I do think that he wants to play sooner than later. I I just think it's whether or not the teams that he wants to go to will be able to make that happen. And I, I just don't see that happening this soon. I think we could be looking at December for it.
1: And again, the later it goes, the more cap opens up. So that's what helps teams. By the way, nobody's mentioning the Dallas stars. And that was one that people talked about with him last year. Everybody's been all over them. Guys. One of the quotes that came out this week, Tory Krug said that he's hoping for a quick turnaround in St. Louis. Philk. The St. Louis Blues are not a playoff team. Really? Okay. So let really? me get that layup button right there. Really? <laughs> so
2: if, 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 I don't even know how this is even a question. That's how much of a layup this is. <laughs> but, um, I, I get why you're posing it because – Tori Krug had that, you know. It came out in that article that he nixed the trade to Philly because he wanted to stay here. And he wanted to turn things around. He wanted to take responsibility for things. I, I get it. I read that article. Um, they're not a playoff team. They're not going to be anytime soon. I love Cairo. I love Robert Thomas. Um, Tori Krug will probably have a bounce back year, and he'll probably get back to his fifty point form, which is great. But. That defense does that really scare you? Krug, Pareko, who has not really been that great in the last few years, Justin Falk. What else do they have? Perunovic. Oh, okay, okay. Perunovic looks like be, he could be decent some uh, someday. But again, goaltending. You 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 think Jordan Bennington is going to carry them to a playoff spot? He's too busy trying to fight people because he thinks he's a macho man. So. um no, I, the Blues are definitely not a playoff team. They're probably a bottom feeder
1: again. <laughs> Anthony?
0: No, they're, they're not. Um, you know, because in the centrally of Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota that I have for sure uh, ahead of them. And then then the Pacific, there's a bunch of good teams, you know, that are, you know, Seattle's going to probably be in a wild card again. You know, Calgary's going to be coming back on strong. Um, you know, then you have L.A., Edmonton, Vegas. There's just There's just too many good teams ahead of them. Um, everything would have to break right. You know, Jordan Bennington would have to basically play the whole regular season like he did um, in the playoffs when the Blues won the Cup. You'd have to stay in that for a whole year to give him a fighting shot. Um, I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. They do got good pieces, as Phil said. I just think there's too many other teams in the conference that are better all around and have more depth.
1: Yeah, this is an easy one for me, and I'm just gonna point to Jordan Bennington. Jordan Binnington, hey! Congratulations, you won the twenty nineteen Stanley Cup, and you were great. Thank you for my fantasy team. You did awesome for for me that year. No, no, this this guy is he's like when he actually takes goaltending seriously again. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, the, if that's ever going to happen. Like the 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 Blues got Byers remorse, and he's almost been as much of a whipping boy of mine as um. Yonis Korpisala has been for like the last year. And as a matter of fact, I didn't even talk about yeah, Jonas Korpisala. He, he went to Ottawa. It's just, no, it's just not going to happen. I
2: don't understand why Korpisala, but okay.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying in general, it's because again, because I've been talking about him the last month with uh, Senator fans that have been yelling at me. Guys, uh, once again, look for my questions on the Metropolitan Division coming out tomorrow. And Anthony, the Flyers will finish dead last in the Metro. Uh
0: I mean, a little bit of a layup here.
2: <laughs> mm, I mean, who,
0: who's? Yeah, it is. It is because if you're referring to like Columbus, I mean, they they you know they Adam Adam Fantilli, um, you know, I think they got you know they got some good young pieces. Kent Johnson. Johnny Gaudreau, uh, you know they they added a couple of defensemen at Provorov, Severson. Um, now, nah, I I think the Blue Jackets have much more skill. I mean, even, but like Button Jenner, Ale- Texier is coming back to Columbus. I mean, come on, I, I, the Flyers. What, what, do you, do you see their roster? Look, do you legitimately look at their roster and who on that roster is going to power them to anything but an eighth place finish in the Metro? Who? I mean, I challenge you. I mean, connect these, Kine- connect these. Good, yeah. And yeah. Atkinson's coming back after and pretty much the, and all year. Victoria is coming back but still,
2: but still, but where, where's their, the star their, power there compared to Columbus?
0: Their their defense, their defense isn't good. Ugh. Carter Hart is Carter Hart's not good. They don't really have a viable backup right now. Um, no, are there. I, I think everyone expects them to finish last in the Metro. It's so wrong. Right. Phil, I
2: should just keep that up there. You probably should. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I wanna, I wanna know, like, like are you like on some sort of drugs right now?
1: (laughs) No, I do have this question. Um, One of my questions is Is uh, Pascal Vincent ready for to be an NHL head coach? He's kind of being thrusted into this now, but that's not really where I'm gonna get at with this one. I'm gonna say that they're definitely gonna finish in last even though Tortorella is a great coach. Tortorello, 7 games under 500 with that team last year was amazing. if they're if they're at if they're dead last, they don't care. They're rebuilding. They're in full rebuild mode. And they got their guy. They got their guy in, in Mitchkov in the draft and they got some other pieces. Flyers flyers in a few years, they could be very dangerous. Very yeah. very
2: dangerous. We're still a few years away from a few years
1: though. Uh <laughs> Well, yeah, Well, once Mitchkov gets here. And the last one, guys, Connor Verdard will make his preseason debut tonight. Conor Verdard will play in all 82 games this season. Mr. Fokowski.
2: Ooh. Um, I'm going to say beer. It's not because of injuries. I think that they're going to want to rest him at certain points just to kind of help him get acclimated to an actual NHL schedule. you got to remember, the the OHL, the WHL, the the CHL in general, I should say, plays about a 68 to 70-game schedule. And not only that, but the travel is a bit less in those leagues because you're usually playing provincial games. And if not, you're not flying across the country like you are in the NHL and traveling cross-country. And also the games are far more faster and physical this level than at that level. So I I don't think that they're going to go and have uh, Bedard playing all 82 games. I think they'll rest him at certain points.
0: Anthony, what do you think? I mean, I think, I I mean, I think unless he gets hurt, um, I think he's going to play in every game he can. I mean, He's a legitimate superstar. Um, and, I mean, just look at first overall picks before him. I mean, Tavares played in all 82. Stamkos played in 79. All these guys that pick first overall, they come in and, you know, they they, they play a whole season unless they get hurt. So um, I, I'd be surprised if they rested him. I mean, stranger things have happened, but I think he's going to play in
1: every game he can as long as he's healthy. Barring injury, I 100% agree. All 82 games. He's going to play them all because everyone's already talking about when Bedard is coming to your city. And he understands that the Blackhawks understand that. I think he's going to play every game Uh, and, and whatever they can do. He's not going to take a day off. I mean, unless, unless again, unless there's injury, that's, that's the only time I can think about it. This kid, he's ready to play. He knows he's a generational player too. And hell McDavid who had that broken collarbone. If not for that, he would have played in all 82 games in his rookie year. Guys, thank you very much for watching us on Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk. And it's always great to have everybody here. It was great to see everybody playing along in the comments today. So thank you, Ariana. I saw the beer earlier before. So, um, Phil, I know you got the game on, right?
2: Yes, I do. All
1: right, because we're going to be We'll do a quick talk and then I'm actually going to be watching the game. Speculation is, <laughs> well, you know what, you know something? <laughs> I, I said this earlier, by the way, that there's two really difficult cities and stadiums to play quarterback in. One is giant stadium. That's number two. And number one is soldier field. the The wind, it just absolutely kills every aspiring quarterback that's out there. So, I did not do a puck doku today, guys. So, right, fortunately, God. any answer I have, will yeah, be you. all right. So, then
0: fire it up. I'm not firing Puk it, doku. I got it right
1: here. And share a screen, I had it, and boom. And, Phil, I heard Igor's in that tonight. Is that right? Yes, it is. All right, all right, guys. We have Penguins and the uh, the Winnipeg Jets slash Atlanta Thrashers, Capitals and Wild. Uh, the Sabers and Dallas are on the downslope. So we got Winnipeg Sabers, then right there. All right. All right. So it's it's
2: for, Morgan, for like Kelly Buckberger, I so I used
0: I used Sean Sean McEachrin, which was zero point nine. Those
1: really,
2: Kelly, Buck, Kelly Buckberger. I'm telling you, that's going to be lower than that.
1: All right, uh my two guys I can think of off the top of head: Matthew Barnaby and Stu Barnes. But what's you want to try the Kelly Buckberger? I'm telling you, Kelly Buckburger. Buck- 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 no, Buck- no, you're on okay. Buffalo
0: right now, Mark. Mark, you're on Buffalo. Oh, you're thank on Buffalo, you. Pittsburgh right now.
1: Buffalo, you Pittsburgh. This People is. Will do that again. Winnipeg. This is Kelly Buckberger right here.
2: Yeah, Winnipeg Pit.
1: All right. Here we go. Point six, nice. All right, uh, we want to stay on Pittsburgh, or you want to keep no, going no, right
0: I, for for Atlanta for Atlanta slash Winnipeg in Washington? I used Eric Belanger, which was zero point five. You got all the tough guys all the time. Oh. Eric, you're thinking you're thinking of Ken Belanger. Eric Belanger wasn't a tough guy.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking of the wrong Belanje then. Um, Winnipeg, so Atlanta,
2: Winnipeg, Washington.
1: So I'm trying to think of a Win uh, a Washington guy, but I was Atlanta. I'm, I'm kind of distracted by the game right now. Okay, well, so Belanje, Eric Belanje, you said? Yeah, he's zero point five. Okay, here we go. Zero point five. All right, Minnesota and
0: Winnipeg. Uh Atlanta, so for Minnesota slash Winnipeg Atlanta, I used Randy Robotai, which was uh 0.5.
1: Um, Doug, but Pascal Dupuis was on both, right? On Winnipeg and
2: um yeah, because he Atlanta, was on
0: yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, use you know. I mean use him. It's he's gonna probably be like one or two percent, but go ahead. I, I mean you can use him.
1: All right, let's try him. Pascal depuis. I'd be shocked if it's over one percent. Three percent. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: That? Yeah. Uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Yep. I
0: used I used Peter Scudra, which was zero point two. That's wow. A good one.
1: um I always remember like Peter Smuder for uh the Ray Romano um Sports Center Saturday Night Live bit. Like the
0: first the first one that comes to mind is uh Tom Barrasso, but that'd be really high. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to use you don't want to use him. Um Buffalo and Pittsburgh.
1: Like I said, Stu Barnes and Matthew Barnaby come to mind, but Stu Barnes would be
2: a good one, I think. I think
1: oh, Stu you Barnaby know what? Be... You could do you could do pa- Patrick Laleem is another one. Wow. Patrick Lem. nobody's yeah, getting
2: would actually be a good
1: one. Let's go with Lulim. Yeah. Patrick Laleem. 1%. 1. All right. All right, so now we got 1% right there. Capitals and Buffalo Sabres. Yaroslav Halak? Uh,
0: yeah, it'll be high, but if you do really? Halak. Uh, Well, you know, no, 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 Halak, Halak never played for Buffalo. He was temporarily traded there, but he never played a game for him.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I Uh, used. uh, Kali Johansson. Yeah, I used Yuri Novotny, which was zero. Yuri Novotny
2: would be a really good one. Yeah, I've used him in the past, actually.
1: All right, so Yuri.
2: No, I used him. Use Kali Johansson.
1: Oh, Johansson, okay.
2: Yeah. Kyle
1: Johansson, he was a hell of a defenseman for the Capitals. Cal Johansson, 6%. By the way, that is one of I'm surprised division. that people actually know that he was a Buffalo State. Yeah. That, that is, is really amazing. Bad. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, All right. Um, Minnesota and Buffalo. Minnesota. I use mo- the, the, I use the most Irish. obvious one would probably be
2: J- Jason Pominville, but. Yeah.
0: I used Mark we- Parish, which was zero point three. I love Mark Parrish. Let's go with him. He was no, I used him. I, I, I used it. Do 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 Matt uh Matt Hackett. Matt Hackett. That's by that
2: Hackett, probably can't yeah, be be very high.
1: Matt Hackett, right there. 1%. One percent. One. One percent, Matt Hackett. Any hey, relation it to Jeff Hackett? Uh, I don't think there is. I'm not sh- I'm not sure. All right. All right. Dallas Star and Pittsburgh Penguin. Do you think? Well, uh, let me check if people remember I, Sergey Zubov.
0: I use Joel. Yeah. I use Joel. I use Joel Bouchard, which was zero point one.
2: Joel Bouchard would be a good one, but um, yeah, we, we use that already.
1: Damn. Yeah, Zubov would get five percent. By the way. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas.
2: Well, remember uh, Minnesota. Oh Minnesota I, got, I, got one. I got one. Kevin Hatcher.
1: Kevin Hatcher? Mm hmm. I think that's going to be high. He was traded for Zubov. Zubov. Go 2%. All right. A capital and a Dallas star. Cody so Not by the I, not I, used, um, I used Enrico
0: Enrico Chasson. Drew Chicconi. Chicconi, yeah. I used him 0.1. Um, Was not he Frank Drebin's name singing the National Anthem and the Naked Gun? Remember, um, for Dallas, it's also North Stars. So it's North Stars slash North Stars and Capitals. So you can think back further. You can think of someone who played for the North Stars in the Caps as well, not just Dallas in the Caps.
1: You know, Cicerelli never played for the Capitals, right? Yes, he did. All right. He but gets so three percent. He
2: played for the North Star. So yeah. But he's probably gonna be a higher one, though. I can tell you that he, right
1: now. Yeah, he's a three percenter.
2: Okay. So you could
1: use him. Let's go with him. We're trying to make a quick game out of this. We yeah. could take this. we could take this longer, guys, but uh we're just gonna we're we're trying to shorten the shows. And lastly, oh. Minnesota and the Dallas, the Minnesota, Minnesota connection. Minnesota and I Wild and-
0: I use I used Jeremy Stevenson, which was good for 0.0. 0. <laughs> oh my God, Ooh, yeah. Jeremy Stevenson! I know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, played he ba- for he, a little bit. Yeah, he played for Nashville too. He bounced around.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um. Minnesota and Dallas, uh, or, or Minnesota. even
0: Minnesota, or, e- or even Minnesota and Minnesota.
2: Well, I don't think Nattie anyone was... is going to be pretty high. Um Yeah, but a lot of the players who would have played for the Minnesota North Stars are probably not going to Yeah, play. you're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. for a while, so um I, I would I would say probably Wait, did Donald Ode play for Dallas?
1: Uh I don't think so.
2: No, and you know what? Actually, no, he didn't play for Minnesota. That's right. I'm thinking Atlanta. Sorry,
1: yeah, huh? Minnesota
2: Wild. No, Donald. That did play for Dallas. I was right. You
1: wow, really?
2: Yep. And Minnesota? No, not Minnesota, but Dallas. Okay. He played and for Atlanta and Dallas, so that would have been He'd saying
0: Basil McCray.
2: Basil McRae never played for the Minnesota Wild. He was gone by the time they came in. I could tell you that. Yeah,
1: he was long gone. I was thinking Basil McRae too, by the way.
2: Yeah, Odette played for Dallas in 2001, 2002. He he was a trade deadline. Actually, no. He played 20 games for them, had 12 points, and then got traded to Montreal by the deadline. Um, I would say... For this one. Oh fuck.
1: Okay. Um I mean, I'm trying to look through their inaugural team. Our friend of the show, Jim Dowd, was on their original team.
2: Yeah, but he never played for the Dallas Stars. I yeah. know that straight up.
1: No, well, we well, yeah, we know that too. So he's mentioning that.
2: Don't even have to look at that to know that he never played for Dallas. Um <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. Did Willie Mitchell play on? No, he Willie too... Mitchell. I don't think ever
2: played for the Stars. He played yeah. for the Minnesota Wild, but he never played for the Stars. He was drafted by the Devils, and then I think he was sent to Minnesota after that, and then he just never played for Dallas. Um...
1: It's amazing how many. Sean O'Donnell ever
2: played for Dallas. I know he played for Minnesota.
1: Sean O'Donnell, I do not have him playing for Dallas. No, he didn't
2: play for Dallas. He was in Minnesota. Though.
0: I, I just checked Andre Nazaroff because I remember he played two games for Minnesota before his NHL career ended, but he, he never played for, played for Dallas. For Dallas.
2: Na- yeah, Nazaroff would
0: be a good one. He didn't right, play for, for Dallas. No, no, no he, he, didn't, did, he, did. he didn't play for Dallas. I thought he played for Dallas. No. No, I looked. He he didn't play for Dallas. Oh, okay. He played for Calgary, I know it that. would have, it, it would have been a good one because he only played two games for
1: the Wild, so not many people would have would have known that. Uh, um, uh, I was trying to take on Anthony's challenge to see uh, if a guy played for the North Stars, and then uh, I think I might have I might uh, Andy.
0: S- no, he didn't. Damn it.
1: Andy Sutton, you're looking and, at?
0: Yeah, Andy Sutton. He didn't play for he didn't play for Dallas. He was a
1: former New York Islander. Yeah, he was. Oh, uh, I got I, was, one.
2: I got one. Scott Pellerin. Does it always seem like we old, always end up using
0: Scott Pellerin? Good old, good old Scott Pellerin.
1: Scott Pellerin. Here we go. And boom. Yeah. Unique score sixteen. We could have done a little bit better, Scott Pellerin, right there. Yeah. Click click
0: on uh, click click view stats for uh, Minnesota and Minnesota and Dallas. I'm just curious, see some of the names.
1: View stats. Um. Click 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 on Ryan.
0: No, click on Ryan Suter. You you you. Oh, okay.
2: Thank you, sir. Appreciate (laughs) the
0: time. Thank you.
1: John Kleinberg who played for both right. Manny Fernandez yeah, those are the ob- those,
0: those are the obvious ones scroll down Manny Fernandez I'm,
1: would have been too high Uh Willie I'm Willie surprised. Mitchell
0: did Wh- Someone Willie mentioned Mitchell. Willie Mitchell Willie Mitchell did he would have been he would have been viable Wait
2: Willie Mitchell did play for Dallas? What? Yeah
1: When was that? Oh my goodness uh martin. 2005 2006 he played for dallas wow i oh, i Estrella. had him i had him open and then i went nah he's not there martin school he was that guy that i always got todd todd yeah. Fedorik. todd Fedoric. i didn't todd
2: realize Fedorik. i knew he played for minnesota I, I i forgot he played for dallas
0: and there's my jeremy stevenson it's new. there you go
1: so first off i just want to apologize to everybody Anthony was not able to use uh Gerard Diddick in this. So uh, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, oh, sorry, Gerald. Gerald. Uh the the Daily Diddick, as I always call him. So all right. All right, everybody. Uh all the Ranger fans, we know you got a game we gotta watch. Um, hey Sean, thanks. We should have you know what we could have gone with Airhoff on that one too. Christian <laughs> oh man, that guy had Anthony knows what I'm talking about. There. Yeah. <laughs> Good old sad. And man. yeah, chicken, you're right about that one. There's a lot of those trades. I just want to block out the the one, the one and Erica's, as he, she said before, rest in peace, Leslie Nielsen. But um, yeah, the zook trade. I, I, I love when people try to compare the zook trade to the Brian Leach trade. It's not even close. Yeah. The Brian Leach trade was heartbreaking, and, and not only that,
2: but Brian Leach said that he didn't want to be traded, and Glenn they went and traded him behind his back like three days later. So yeah,
1: yeah, very um honorable by him. All right, everybody, make sure if you haven't done it to leave a like down there for us. We're gonna, well, we'll even skip the song. We'll just we'll just say our goodnights to you right now because. Uh, is it's great actually doing these shorter shows because then I'm home before eight o'clock. And, <laughs> and also, uh, Phil, is there any score in the game so far?
2: Zero, zero. But that stupid commercial with the the Rangers song is on. So thank God that I have that on mute right now, so I don't. Yeah. Have to do that.
1: And I think we just lost Anthony on that one. We did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us today. And we'll be back next Thursday. It might be, do we have one or we have two weeks next Thursday would be our last one before the season starts, right? Phil?
2: Yeah. Cause the season starts, I think across the, either the 10th or the 11th. All
1: right. Next week's going to be the season preview. Hopefully uh, if we're not doing it here, we're going to be booking a studio. And so it looks like we're going to have to do it like this because there's too much moving parts at the moment. So, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the Ranger game tonight, and we will see you tomorrow or soon. And...